Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. One of the biggest questions and the most often questions that I have heard through the years regarding God or religion or anything having to do with God's nature is why would God allow good things to happen to bad people and bad things to happen to good people? Well, there are many ways to answer that, and of course, everyone has their opinion. However, if you really look at what God has to say about it in Scripture, when we are born, we are not good. We are, as a matter of fact, born with a sinful nature. I know people don't like to hear that, but if you don't believe in the origin of Adam and Eve and that they were bad when they sinned against God, then I don't know how else to explain it, except if you've ever watched a two-year-old, and if you've ever heard a two-year-old, when they weren't supposed to be eating chocolate, or they took something that wasn't theirs, did you take your brother's toy? No. What is that behind your back? I don't know. Well, how did it get there then? I don't know, Mommy, but I didn't do that. Or they can have chocolate all over their face and hands and mouth. And did you eat that candy bar after I told you not to? No, Mommy. Yes, you did. It's all over. What's that on your hands then? Uh, that's dirt, Mommy. That is not dirt. If I smell this, what am I going to smell? I don't know, Mommy, and I don't know how it got there. How can a two-year-old have become such a good, blatant liar? Well, because that is not an evil child. That is a sweet little child, but that child was born with the capacity to sin, the capacity to lie the capacity to steal what is not his or hers, and certainly the capacity to do wrong. Now, as parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors, we always want to instill in children the best that they can be, not the worst that they can be, of course. But they may hear us telling an untruth when the phone rings and we pick it up and we say, oh, I'm sorry, there's someone at the door. I'll have to call you back. And they say, who's at the door, Mommy? Well, I don't know. I'll go look. Mommy, look, there's nobody there. And they learn to lie from us as well. However, the point is, why do bad things happen to good people? Why is it that some real strong Christian, say, a pastor, someone who has made an impact on the world, a woman who does all kinds of charity, um, a Mother Teresa, as we often think of someone who gives to the poor, why do they have to go through hardship and trial and die at a young age when there are others, bums, that are living under the street corner 
overpasses. And many of them that are on drugs and alcohol can go ahead and live out till they're 90 or 100. There's two scriptures that come to mind. Number one, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. That scripture means if you're good or if you're bad, when you go out into the natural weather of this world, you're going to get wet if it's raining. And the other one says the sun shines on the just and the unjust, meaning the good or the bad, the righteous or the unlawful. And if the sun is shining on someone who is not even wanting to see the light of day, who would just as soon be dead, and then there's this good person that would love to see their children and grandchildren grow up, but they've been diagnosed with stage four cancer. It just doesn't make sense. Except in this natural world, cancer exists in both the good and the bad, the just and the unjust. And until the day that we have the second coming of Christ and a new way of living and our new bodies and the new homes, and until all of that takes place, we're stuck here in this old world, like it or not. Of course, there are wars and rumors of war and earthquakes, and that's what the Bible says there are going to be in these latter days. Am I one who says, well, there's the sign that the end is near because it's going to be on August the 12th of this year. Nobody knows when it's going to be. The Bible says that as well. No man will know. When Jesus was here, he said even he didn't know that only the Father knew. Well, I'm sure he knows now that he has been rejoined with him. But, you know, do you really want to know? When something happens to one of our loved ones, or if we have a friend who has recently had a death in the family, or something that would make everything seem like the world is ending, we can't just give them Bible verses and say, well, all things work together for the good of those who are called together. No, stop it. Just put your arms around them and hug them and love on them and ask if there is anything that you can do, or don't even ask, just do something. Send them some food, or write them a note, or send them fresh flowers, or something that will make the whole situation at least a little more tolerable. At least they will know that somebody cares. And don't start giving all kinds of philosophies about, well, this is going to be used for this or that. But we do know that there is a scripture that says all things, when you're looking at the situation with Joseph and his brothers had certainly been so horrific to him, that the things that the enemy meant for harm, God would use as good. I was recently at a women's conference in Tennessee, and these beautiful ladies, the ones that had lost children, many of them were now speaking out and going into places to help save babies or to help minister to women who were dealing with a stillbirth or a miscarriage or the death of a child. And then I hear of other things where people use the negative things in their life that they can actually start to form their own groups or their own own ministries to let others know that you have been there. 
it won't heal what has happened to them necessarily, but it will be an indicator that things might just get better and that you can help others to not go through what you're going through. There may be some right now that are listening and your child, your grandchild was killed by a drunk driver. You would be the best best and most fervent advocate to go into the schools and to talk about that and to show what happened in your life and to try to get kids to learn do not drink and drive. It doesn't ease your pain unless it helps you as it will to help others who might be preventative of this whole situation. There may be those who, because they learned from what you said, will take that to heart and will never drunk be a drunk driver. I know that for some of you, even right now, you are hurting even after Mother's Day this past week because you have lost a loved one or you've gone through some serious things. There's no question that will answer why God did this happen. But when you trust the one that allowed, not caused this to happen, but the one who knew that you were capable of handling this and using it for God's glory, that's the only other answer that makes sense. So it rains on the just and the unjust alike. I don't know why bad things happen to good people and vice versa, but I do know that everything that goes on in your life will be an example to others for the good or the bad, for your children, your grandchildren, and certainly as you turn it all over to God. So my friend, I just ask right now, if you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, let this be the day that you come to him. Maybe you're hurting so profoundly you cannot even breathe. Ask God to wrap his arms around you and just to hold you, to just love on you. And I ask that you would please just tell him that you know that you have been certainly in times past, not a very good person. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. But ask him to take you, that you believe that if he would take you in his arms and that you would trust that what he did on the cross was for you as well as everyone else, that you now want to step out in faith and believe that he so loved the world. God gave his only begotten son that you might have life and have it abundantly. That's what I pray, my friend, in Jesus' name. God bless you, and may you too be used to help others in this search while we're still here on this earth. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.